interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Welcome to the 2023 Dakar Rally Edition of the Chasing Waypoints Podcast. Bringing you daily updates as competitors take on over 5,000 miles in 15 days across the Arabian Peninsula. Don't forget, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any updates. And if you haven't already, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Chasing Waypoints for more updates and news from the bivouac. That being said, let's get to it. All right, what's going on, guys? Good morning. It is stage number four, stage number four of the 2023 Dakar Rally finishing up. And we have some results. And we've got some stuff going on and some shakedown. Uh, happy to see, first of all, happy to see that none of the teams floated away overnight. Uh, obviously, if you guys saw the news and you've been keeping up with the Dakar, you saw there was some weather, absolutely weather, and actually cutting the stage short uh, before the actual finish due to weather reasons, due to weather restrictions. Uh, official news from the ASO was basically, we can't fly a helicopter in this weather, so we want our guys safe. And we can't get them out of there if we need to. So let's go ahead and put a stop to it. So they did pull the stage a little bit early. Uh, not by much, but they did uh, They did cancel a good chunk of it. Uh, either way, our guys, uh, all of the teams doing well. Uh, it shook up the order a little bit, but not by much. Uh, either way, if you guys saw the results, you already know uh, Mason still uh, putting in another podium effort. We talked about that. Uh, those guys were already done. Something that's... Uh, pretty cool that I've noticed, and I guess we've we've officially arrived. Right, is the bonus time uh, infrastructure that they've they've put in, or the bonus time rules? Uh, so now the guys at the top are gunning for that because it's literally like multiplying their time back, uh, depending on what they're doing. So my understanding is, if you are leading, uh, you are getting about one and a half seconds back per kilometer uh, of it. So uh, now that we have the results a little bit clearer. Uh, for stage three, uh, it looks like it was Daniel Sanders obviously taking the stage win. Skyler House in that number two spot, uh, he got back three minutes and 14 seconds. And then Mason Klein in that third spot getting five minutes and 52 seconds back or bonus time. So that is a chunk. That is a chunk of time for sure. So absolutely looking forward to how this is going to play out over the next few stages. Uh, some of you guys have maybe already heard, but I will go ahead and um, give you guys some information on stage four as far as what was released um, results wise and, and what has happened since we're already there. They've already gotten those results. We won't have the stage five rundown or breakdown, but I can give you guys a uh, an idea of what they did for stage four here in just a minute. Um, but yeah, so. We talked earlier today about the, or yesterday, I should say, uh, we talked about the results and what was going on with the teams and, and everything going down. Uh, I did want to give a little bit of a, a little more airtime, right, to our guys, right? We got the American Rally Originals headed out. They are out there running one of the toughest classes in the Dakar Rally, which is the Originals by Motul. So 
For those of you guys playing the home game that don't understand or or don't know the experience, Malimoto is like the original way the Dakar was ran. And and by that is like, okay, you've got a box, you've got your parts, you've got your stuff that you're going to need. And that is all you get. And you got, there are no factory teams. There are no, I mean, there was factory teams then, but everybody was basically on their own. You didn't have these big tent setups, these big elaborate, you know, masseuse tables and, and all of these different things. It was just you and the bike and your box. So it was, it was very interesting. That is the origins of how the Dakar was ran at first. Um, so let me see here. I can get, uh, so it was definitely a tougher, um, tougher event then, but they've carried that heritage back into these, you know, they've always kind of continued it. Most notably, I think was Lyndon Poskett and what he was doing with his, uh, with his race program, races to places, it was basically running these events as a Malamoto type style. So, uh, for those of you wondering, Malamoto, Malamoto, Mala means trunk. So it's basically out of a trunk you're running your car or running your race. I'm thinking trunk, car, car, trunk. Eh, well, wait until you throw frunk in there when you work on a car that doesn't have a uh, a motor in the front of it. Well, at least an engine. Anyway, all right, so that was uh, that's how they got started. Well, anyway, we have one of the largest groups in that class right now with all five of the American Rally Originals competitors competing in the Malamoto class. And so let's talk a little bit about what they are doing through stage three. This was pretty awesome to see. Uh, you have Paul Neff uh, through stage three is running in the top 10. So he is the highest placing American Rally's original American Rally Originals team member. Uh, at the moment so running sixth currently and he is actually a Dakar rookie so there's also that so very impressive run so far he's definitely putting the game together uh, and they've been working uh, Paul if you guys didn't hear I had him on the show or he was on the show a few episodes back uh, where we talked about you know where where he started the schools and the stuff that he does uh, and help so it's really awesome to see him and he is he is fast and he can ride that bike very very well so this is awesome to see, you know, running in that running in that top 10 in this class. And it's not that much. I mean, we're looking at basically right now a 30 minute gap on the stage uh, from him. Let's see. So rankings through stage. Uh, let's look at the general ranking and what this looks like. So. So he finished sixth on stage number three, stage number or and that would put him in the eighth spot. So top 10 right now at the 2023 Dakar rally as of stage three. So very impressive to see putting together a hell of a run. And there is way, way more to go. I mean, we're still, we're not halfway there. We're barely a third of the way there. So this is awesome. I mean, I think these guys are, are out there having fun. It has been some long days without a doubt uh, for these guys. You know, Mohart has had a couple of long days, but nevertheless, I've seen some of the updates. Good spirits, good running. He's out there having fun, enjoying the ride. Uh, if you guys heard the update from Skyler, it was one of the best days on the bike that he has had or the best stages he's ever done, which is absolutely awesome to see. It did. I sent him a message about it, and it's like there is it, 
I don't think they're in Dakar. I've never seen, or in Saudi, I've never seen that kind of terrain in Saudi. And I can only imagine, you know, the hero dirt, wet dirt, wet sand, you know, the bike traction, perfect, a bike that's perfectly done and tuned and ready to go. And I mean, it just, it has to be, there's no way that's a bad day on a bike. So I'm absolutely stoked to see them. Obviously, you know, again, Skylar and Mason putting on a show up at the top. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about what we know right now here in a few minutes. Uh, but yeah, so that is our American Rally Originals guys right now. Paul Neff up leading the group. Uh, so very, very interesting to see on that. Uh, let's take a look as we go down. I'll weed this out a little bit here for you guys. Come on. So... I don't know what uh, I what do you guys think about the stage uh, about the bonus time? You know, I that's I feel like something uh, something that needed to happen. And I think so far it's working out pretty well for the guys. Um, I mean, I. You know, it, it gives the opportunity. Uh, this is something from um, I asked Mason specifically about this, you know, what he thought about the bonus time. And his response uh, was, he thinks it works well because the navigator and the fastest rider always gets to stay up front, sort of. So uh, what that means is that there is there is an incentive for not playing the game and not adding to the drama and not adding to this. Because, I mean, if you're a racer and you're a competitor, uh, and everybody is avoiding leading out like the plague, um, then it becomes unfair. Now, for people like, you know, Mason Klein, and we were talking about this, his, he is very good at opening a stage. He enjoys it, which is interesting because most of the people you talk to is absolutely the opposite. Of, they are on the polar opposite. I don't want to open. I don't want to open because they know usually it is a death sentence to open a stage. Now, with this bonus time thing, it may not. How do we say it may or may not work in your favor. It works in your favor because you're gaining time back as long as the guys behind you aren't gaining a bunch of time there either. But if you have the ability to navigate really, really well, uh, which let me tell you, there's, you know, we, we look at waypoints, right? And if you're following the tracking and you see how the waypoints are laid out is, you know, you have, uh, you know, we're just going to go with 24 waypoints. Well, those 24 waypoints represent 150 notes or you know or or some number right and i can you know i can look at it here here i'll give you guys a, an idea so on a road book that i have here on my wall from the baja rally stage one 2017 uh you're looking at 257 road book notes now, for those of you guys that are thinking about getting into rally, just don't freak out yet. But 257 notes, which is basically 257 opportunities to get it just a little bit wrong. And so the guys that are up front, obviously the elite and the guys that have been doing this for a long time, you know, they, they navigate smoothly. They understand the road books. It's just like reading. Once you learn to read, once you learn to figure this out, you see something, you instantly recognize it, right? You're, you're, you don't even think about it anymore. You just blah, it's done. You follow the direction. So aside from having to validate the waypoints, you have the notes that you need to do to get to those waypoints. So there could be five in between. There could be two in between. There could be 20 notes in between, you know, the validation points or a waypoint mask. Waypoint mask is your hidden waypoint. 
you only get a you only get that waypoint validated once you're within a certain radius. It was basically just saying, okay, yes, you are on point. It's like for off-road racing, it's like a checkpoint. So if you guys have done some of these off-road races, you know, point-to-point races or loop races, open desert kind of thing, a waypoint is basically a checkpoint. Nobody needs to ban it. It's just the spot in the middle of the desert, you know, and when you get within a certain radius, when you get within a certain distance of it, it will open up and you'll get an arrow on your tracking device. So whether that be like a rally comp or the ERTF, you'll start to see an arrow. Once you get within the make radius of it, which is basically the, okay, you're close enough to this point to say you're here. Or like back in the day, you would get the little stub, the little ticket stub in the stub can. You have officially made that waypoint and it is on to the next. So it took several notes to get there. And where I'm getting at with this is that it takes a lot to get each one of those notes nailed and done correctly. What relieves the people that are in the back is, is the fact that there are people in front of them that have already made that track, have already done that and are laying it down. Now, in certain terrains, it's easier than others. Sand, yeah, hard terrain to track, especially. Now it gets kind of dicey because if there's no wet ground underneath and there might be some areas where you actually lose the tracks, you know, especially if you're up front and you're one of the first ones creating it. So that's where the guys, you know, you don't want that advantage or you don't want to give that advantage to people uh, as, as much as you can. So the idea is, okay, well, how do we avoid this swing set and this, you know, like people sandbagging to not get up, you know, not wanting to take off first. And basically, I don't want to say it's cheating, but if you play your cards right, you're kind of almost manipulating the results a little bit. I mean, I, I, I kind of feel like that's how it is. Um, it's part of rally. It's part of the sport of rally. I mean, it's just kind of one of the strategies and one of the things that done. So it's, it's kind of hard to fault them based on that. But anyway, back to what we were talking about is the fact that, you know, Mason was able to capitalize. So he had that lead time. He had all of that stuff. Skyler got ahead of him, but that Mason was able to navigate the perfect roadbook. So no navigation mistakes, just every note on point, like he knew where he was going. And that is absolutely crazy because that is the fastest way back to the bivouac. Little mistakes here and there, a couple of blown corners here and there is 30 seconds there, 60 seconds there, a minute there. It adds up very, very quickly. And so in talking with him, that was one of the things that, that, you know, I mentioned to him is like, he's, his navigation is just, he's, cleanly navigating he's definitely working and and everything that he has done from last year's dakar to this year's dakar has obviously grown and changed uh and he's that much quicker i mean he is literally up top running in the top five for his second attempt at the dakar so that is pretty crazy but anyway so we got a, a lot coming with that you know again we do have some of the results already for stage four they're already done with that one so let's talk a little bit more about stage three i was getting you guys the american rally originals uh information here so let's see uh how everybody is doing uh because it's funny how uh there was something and i got a hats off to uh scotty from uh, baja rally he uh, we were talking last night and he gave me the pro tip on how to access the results or the timing uh, on the Dakar website. So it's interesting. They're they're still up to their thing, right? They're not releasing like if you go and click on it right now and there is no live stage going on, there is no page for you to see. 
So they're being very, very secretive, or I don't know if you want to say secretive about it, but um, they are hiding. They are keeping as much as they can out of the public eye for certain extent, certain things. Uh, I remember that that was one of the things that we talked about or that we saw in the preview show that they were not necessarily happy about uh, with having the inability to have crew and people at the start line, which, you know, I think is kind of a cool, you know, it, it, it's one of those things, right? You can keep, you can keep people away that way. There is no information that gets leaked, especially if there's a live map already out there. I don't know how fast those guys are creating a map or whatever it is. And it's not like you can have GPS or other devices that are GPS based uh, in the road book or inside the vehicles on the bikes. It really doesn't matter necessarily because you don't have time to get an electronic device out or no stuff. And the worst possible thing you could do is get caught out on course, stopped looking at something other than your navigation stuff. So I think that's definitely an interesting, an interesting concept. So I think that they're moving in the right direction. So we'll see. We'll see how the Dakar goes over the next few years uh, and how they continue to change the rules. As long as we're not at, you know, running 250s uh, geared, you know, 1568 or something like that, you know, because they're trying to keep the speed limit way down. Uh, we'll see. You know, they'd ha- I think at that point they'd have to make the Dakar shorter, which isn't the case. I think that this year they've got a pretty good combination going. I don't really see anybody necessarily going nuclear but we do have one more wild card which is going to be the uh a and b roadbook decision and if they're going to actually go through with that if we're going to see that um that will be interesting to see you know how it could possibly i mean this could possibly shake up the the order pretty good uh depending on how that goes so all right so let's give a rundown guys all right so through stage three right we're talking american rally originals at the moment Paul Neff right now currently 62 in the entire field of motorcycles. So overall rankings or standings, uh, we're looking for the stage. He was the 62nd motorcycle to finish with a time of 5 hours, 57 minutes, and 27 seconds, finishing 1 hour and 33 minutes behind your race leader or race winner or stage winner, I should say, stage winner. And then you have Colin McCoy, 84th. He is... Uh, finishing up with a time of six hours, 19 minutes and 16 seconds, finishing one hour, 55 minutes behind the stage winner, David Pearson, 91st on the one Oh three bike. And that is six hours, 32 minutes and 21 seconds, finishing two hours, eight minutes and six seconds behind the leader. And then, or stage winner. And then Mo Hart, one fifteen. He finished with a time of eight hours, two minutes, 46 seconds, finishing three hours, 38 minutes and 31 seconds behind the leader and then you have jim pierce 119 finishing up with a total time of eight hours 37 minutes and 43 seconds four hours 13 minutes and 28 seconds behind your race leader or race leader here we go stage winner it's early in the morning guys i'm sorry it's for something i don't know i'm i'm, I'm trying I'm, I'm trying okay so that is the american rally originals that is how they finished up on the stage on the overall let's see what it looks like so paul neff hanging out in the 66 spot with a total time of 18 hours 34 minutes and 33 seconds kyle mccoy in the 81st spot with a total time of 19 minutes or 19 hours 19 minutes and 51 seconds followed by david pearson 82nd 19 hours 35 minutes and eight seconds then you have jim pearson number 115 Right now, 23 hours flat with 22 seconds. And Mo Hart 
in the 120th spot. 26 hours, 8 minutes, and 45 seconds currently. So that is the overall right now of our American Rally Originals and where they are at in the field. Now, remember, the rankings are all through the bikes. So 1 through 170, I believe it was motorcycles total. Uh, so that is the overall ranking and where these guys are at. They're all in a pretty good group. You know, it is not an easy Dakar. And for the first attempt at a Dakar, uh, I think these guys are doing good. You know, like I said, Paul Neff running up top there uh, in the Malamoto class. So that is really, really good to see. Um, so let's check in on uh, some of the other guys here. Let's go with Ace Nelson. See how Ace is doing. We'll add him. And then we've got Jacob Argybright. We will add him. And then we have... Uh, I'll check. There it is. All right. Perfect. Okay, so let's see what we got going on here. All right, so Jacob Argybright. Ooh, nice. Jacob Argybright on the... Overall rankings right now through stage three. Again, we're, we're just going over the stage three stuff. Uh, we've got him showing right now in 35th currently with a total time of 16 hours, 20 minutes and 20 seconds being two hours, 14 minutes and 42 seconds behind your overall leader at the moment. And then it would be Paul Neff, Peter Belchuk in that 72 spot. He is 18 hours, 47 minutes and 31 seconds uh, right now currently. And that again is on the, uh, overall rankings. Uh, let's see who else we got here. Kyle McCoy, Velchek, Argybri, and then Nilsson, Ace Nilsson, 107 right now on the dust rally team bike, 21 hours, 38 minutes and 18 seconds. Uh, looks like he's accumulated about 15 minutes worth of penalties. So not sure where those came from. That might've been from speed zones or, or some of that unknown stuff. So, We'll see. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, about them uh, here shortly. All right. Let's see here. So for the stage right now, for stage number three, Jacob Argybright finishing up 55th with a total time of five hours, 52 minutes flat. And then next would be Peter Belchek finishing up with five hours, 58 minutes and one second. And then from there, that was uh, Belchek at 65. And then Ace Nilsson. Finishing up number 108, 7 hours, 23 minutes, and 53 seconds for him. So those are other, or the rest of the team, the American team that is out there. As you guys already know, Ricky Brabeck unfortunately had an off and is out of the rally, uh, which is absolutely crazy. He's putting together the show and, and making it happen. And, and like you said, you know, there's a lot of work and effort that went into it, and he's got a hell of a team behind him, including Johnny Campbell there by his side. So the main thing is is that the Dakar is going on next year and there's a bunch of rallies in between there that he could be doing and that he has the opportunity to do them. So that is absolutely huge. We're glad to hear that he is safe. Uh, last we saw or last report that we heard was he was uh, doing fine, stable, but was getting uh, was going to be checked out uh, for 24 hours. They just wanted to keep an eye on him and make sure they, uh, they did what he um, made sure that he was good. So that's the important part. So we're happy to hear that the that that's where it's at right now. Uh, but bummed to hear that he is unfortunately not going to be able to continue the uh, 2023 Dakar. So that is the rundown right now of what they've got. Let's talk stage four really quick. Let's get that stage four information to you guys, and then we're going to do the stage four results here on the next uh, on the next episode. You guys will probably hear that episode tonight. 
Uh, I got to time it a little bit differently because we've got uh, some of the some of the information is not released right away, rightfully so. So let's see here. Uh, trying to get in and out of these different uh, these different logins here. Okay, stage four. There it is. Info stage four. All right, stage four. This is what the rundown is for these guys and what they ran last night uh, into today. Uh, first section is a liaison of 94 kilometers. So let's get out the calculator so we can start doing I was realizing this yesterday. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm saying all kilometers. How about the miles? So 94 times 0.62. All right. So they got a 58 mile. So 94 kilometers or 58 miles from the bivouac to the start of the special stage. Uh, then after that, they are going to run a 425 kilometer, as I'm, as I'm pulling my cheat sheet here, a 425 kilometer special stage. So this is the actual time section of it. This is the racing part. This is what these guys do. So stage number four, 425 kilometers or 263 miles of racing. Uh, they do have in the middle of that, they do have a neutralization, uh, roughly looks like, uh, 211 to 250. So about 40, 39 kilometers or so, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, so from the start of the stage to the new end of the neutralization uh, is a 250 kilometers. So they are going to get gas at 250 kilometers after the start. Uh, let's see what that looks like. So you guys have an idea. So 250 kilometers times 0.62. Uh, that gives us 155 miles. So for those of you guys that are looking at getting into rally and, and looking at this 155 miles, uh, 250 kilometers is a little bit short, you need to be able to get to about that 175 mile range, 180 mile range, uh, completely autonomous. So that no fuel, no nothing. Uh, they want 300 kilometers, uh, minimum range. If uh, at last check, I think they, they had changed that number, but I mean, that seems to be a good uh, rule of thumb. So 300 times 0.62. So you guys know 186 miles. So you want to have about 186 miles worth of fuel on board. Those 250 kilometers, it is buying them a little bit of room to breathe in case they get lost, some navigation mistakes, that kind of thing. So, But it's not much. Uh, then from there, let's see, we go to uh, the end of the stage, arrive special stage or arrive selective section, and then to the bivouac. To the bivouac on the way home, it is only 58 kilometers, so that is not too bad of a day. Uh, it's about 36 miles from the end of the stage to the bivouac. So not too bad and only uh, another 23 kilometers after uh, the fuel there. So not bad at all. That is what these guys are running for stage number four with a total of 574 kilometers for the day. So that is uh, 574 times 0.62. We're doing this live on the air. 356 miles total what these guys are going to be running. Of that, on that special stage that they did of 425 kilometers, 36% of that was sand, 10% of that dirt, 8% of it tarmac, and 9% of it stones, and 36% dunes. So here we go. We're starting to get those dunes mixed in. Uh, they did have about 1% of dry lake bed in there, but I am... I'm curious to see. We've got it. Here comes uh, here comes the dunes. So that's going to be another one uh, that is definitely going to shake up the running order. Again, we are barely four stages into the Dakar, and tonight we will get uh, stage number five out of the way. So we'll definitely enjoy uh, enjoy that part of it. So let's uh, let's see if we've got any. 
Oh, they've already posted it. Wow. All right. So we'll get this information to you guys out. Stay tuned for the next update. That is going to be the one for stage number four results with the stage number five preview. So hope you guys are enjoying the rally so far. Let me know what you guys think. Hit it up on Instagram and let's talk a little bit about what is going on with the rally. What do you guys think about this new penalty thing uh, as far or bonus time? I should say bonus time. uh, So you don't take on penalties for opening a stage. So I don't know. Tell me what you guys think. I hope everybody is doing well. Stay tuned for the next episode Uh, that will be coming to you guys shortly. Enjoy. All right, that is a wrap for the Chasing Waypoints podcast this week. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you like what you heard. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a bunch of others. Also, follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook under Chasing Waypoints, Instagram, Chasing Waypoints underscore official, and of course, the YouTube under Chasing Waypoints. Hope everybody has a good week. We will see you guys for the next episode. Remember, shiny side up, and don't forget to tag us. We want to see where you guys are riding and what you guys are up to. Have a great week. Bye.